Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Discuss podcast. My name is Lindo and I am the host of the podcast. Today I want to speak about single sex parenting or same gender parenting. And that's, you know, colloquially what we understand to be um gay couples who then adopt a child or have a child biologically and go on to parent that child. And I don't want to speak about single gender parenting from the perspective of people who say that gay couples shouldn't be having children simply because they're gay couples. Um and I don't think I need to explain to anyone that when you dispose of someone's desire to be a parent simply because they are gay and in a gay relationship that that is quite frankly homophobic right like i don't think i need to discuss i don't think i need to unpack i don't think i need to do any sort of labor around that right that is quite simply homophobic and there's no there's no ifs or buts around that but i do want to speak specifically to the people who have concerns around whether or not a child's emotional needs can be holistically met if they are raised in a household that has either two women or two men All right because certainly there are people who always say that well if you have a boy child who is being raised by two women who are are a couple in this instance then this child's sort of like masculine needs or the or, or the needs that are supposed to be provided by a masculine figure to this child will not be met right in the same sense whether it's a boy child or a girl child there are concerns around two men who are romantically involved raising children because people have concerns that there is no mother or mother figure in the house and that that has like emotional ramifications on children and so i want to discuss this by having like a broader conversation about parenting a broader conversation specifically about how we parent children within black communities and also speaking about the general concept about raising children in villages right and i did like a previous episode um where i spoke about raising children in community that it certainly does not take like one individual person or even two people right who are biologically related to the child to raise a child but children very much especially within the black context are raised in community but i also want to you know start by thinking through the fact that if you look at the way black communities especially um in colonial south africa post colonial apartheid south africa and post apartheid south africa right if you look at the way that black families exist in in those time frames th- there hasn't been very many instances where in a household there was both a mother and a father that were present at all times right because if you think about 
the dawn of colonialism and you think about the time period in which South Africa went through the gold rush as well as industrialization where there was a concerted effort by the white English colonial government to move black men out of the homelands or the villages or the black reserve so the homelands the homelands were pieces of land that are designated to have black people living in them essentially so when you had that project of having black men being moved out of the black reserves and into the urban areas and into the cities to go work in the mines during the gold rush or work in the factories during the industrialization period then you had a lot of migration of black men out of the nuclear family units right and so in those cases in as much as in a particular household there was a man and a woman a mom and a dad the man very much wasn't actually there, right? Like he was in Joburg working. And so the children who were raised by their moms along with their grandparents um along with you know other people in the community like I, i'm not going to sit here and romanticize that situation right and say oh like all oh, those people turned out well but w- we don't find fault right in the way that those people were raised in villages that essentially did not have men and the men who were there were very few and far between and most definitely fathers in many households only came to their households twice a year right and that's if the household was lucky for many of those men they would go visit their families during Easter and December holidays. And over a period of time, they would probably start new families in Joburg and neglect their families back home. So we don't put any sort of blame on, or or, or we don't find fault, right? We don't find fault in these communities who had to raise children in the absence of the men who had fathered these children because they were working in Johannesburg. And that sort of theme very much continued throughout um, South Africa's colonial period and was exacerbated within the during the apartheid era. Because during the apartheid era, not only did you have black men leave their um, homes to go work in cities, but you also had black men who were actively involved in the anti-apartheid struggle, right? Black men who had to go into exile, black men who had to go into hiding, black men who couldn't live in one space and had to move around a lot, right? Because they were constantly being chased and terrorized by the police. And so there was again this sort of like displacement of black fathers right and black fatherhood there were all these children running around but no one really knew where their dads were they were either working in the factories in Joburg or they were in Zambia training with the military wing of the ANC or they were in some odd part of the country running away from the cops even in those situations right there wasn't in practice the idea of a nuclear family unit where a man and a woman raised their children, but very much children who were raised in that era were raised by their community, right? So whether their community was women with whatever other men existed there, but the idea of like this this very 
but the idea of a nuclear family unit with a mom and a dad is one that very much is a strange and foreign concept in South Africa. And I think, you know, we 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 do this thing a lot within I want to say popular discourse where we employ very we employ untruths right in order to perpetuate agendas and I think one such untruth that we employ in order to perpetuate a homophobic agenda is the untruth of a nuclear family unit right like I don't hate the idea of people saying that perhaps black communities should aspire to the idea of having two parents in a household raising their children right it's a it's a noble idea to aspire to but it certainly isn't one that is a lived reality for a lot of people in the south african context and so if we're going to say that single gender households shouldn't exist or or or, or same-sex couples shouldn't parent children because children need a mom and a dad in the house then we are neglecting an entire almost 100 year history of children who grew up within south african communities and their dads were not there most of these most of uh, the people running around the streets of south africa were raised by their mom and their grandmother and their aunts their uncles were off working somewhere and they didn't know their dads, right? So a lot of people very much were raised in single gender households, just that the people who raised you were not romantically involved, but they were biologically related, right? Like if you were raised by your mom and your grandmother, you very much were parented by a single gender household. But, you know, we don't, we don't, I don't know if we don't think about that or if we're just being very dishonest in our discourse around like parenting and why um, children shouldn't exist in, in or, or why children shouldn't grow up in single gender households. Right, like it's a very dishonest conversation because if, and also it very much neglects the fact that no one really raises their children in isolation, right? And again, I'm going to speak to the black experience because that's, first of all, that's the community that I care the most about, and it's most certainly the community I know the best, right? If you think about people black people who grew up in black communities like I, I don't know maybe perhaps black folks who grew up in suburbs or in predominantly white areas will have a different experience but certainly if you are someone who grew up in a predominantly in a dominantly black neighborhood you know that in as much as the people that you are biologically related to uh, or or are your parents those people are your primary caregivers and those people are ultimately responsible to make sure that you are fed that you are clothed that you are attending school that you're doing your homework right but if you think about parenting as a holistic exercise if you think about the people who are ensuring that your emotional needs are met if you are thinking about the people who are teaching you lessons if you're thinking about the people who are acting as an authority um over your life if you think about the people who are sort of giving you instruction if you think about the people who um shaping your character then those and if you grew up within black communities you know that all of those things were not done by just your mom and your dad right and as i mentioned before that your mom and your dad took care of your material needs 
But all those other things that I mentioned, your emotional needs, people who acted as authority figures of your life, people who instructed you, people who, you know, met other needs, those those things were done by, you know, everyone else in your community. That might have been your teachers, that might have been your aunts, it might have been your uncles, it might have been the next door neighbor, it might have been your friends' parents, it might have been the um, leaders in your church community, but definitely the responsibility of parenting within black communities is a shared responsibility amongst the adults within the community. And it is not just the responsibility of this one, two people who you are biologically related to. And so when we then say that it is... um, it is, it is undesirable for two men to parent a child. We are ignoring the fact that no child is parented by two people, right? Like these two men can be responsible to make sure that this child is clothed and fed and goes to school. But the, but the holistic responsibility of parenting this child is ultimately going to fall upon the hands of the community, right? This child, even though they might have two dads, but they will have aunts, they will have grandmothers, they will have neighbors, they will have extended family, they will probably also have a church community. And so there are women within that space who will be able to act as, who will be able to meet whatever needs that these two men who are parenting the child can not meet in the same sense if you have two women um, or two femme people who are parenting a child even in that case if you say that children need to have a masculine figure around them then surely there would be masculine people in the community right in the extended family in the religious community um, within the group of friends that the the that the two moms belong to there would be masculine figures who would take up the responsibility um, of parenting these children and acting as the masculine figure of authority um, in those children's lives right and so i think we are doing like a very 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 big disservice if we are going to act like we have never had or if we're going to act like we don't have a history in south africa of people who were primarily parented by single gender households and that we we also are being very dishonest if we neglect the fact that children do not raise themselves and they're not raised by two people only but they are raised by a village that comprises of very different people who are able to meet different needs of the parent and, you know, and as I was thinking about this topic, I was saying that, you know, I was trying to check my privilege as well as someone who grew up with both parents, right? And as much as they they were they didn't live in the same household but i certainly did grow up with a mother and a father and so i was trying to think about you know am, am i thinking about this holistically enough and am i am i leaving like certain people out of it because the people who complain about you know the fact that it is undesirable for a child to grow up without a mother even though they have two fathers you know perhaps those are like are actually genuine um concerns which i wouldn't know about because i certainly did grow up with both a mother and a father and so you know i was trying to think through that that you know like what like like what really is so important about having a mother and having a father also then thinking about the fact that 
you know, there's this broader community of people that parent you. And I think really what the issue is, the issue is, is that because we know that everyone, right, is the product of a man, is a product of, I'm going to use very problematic language, but we know that everyone is a product of a man and a woman having sex and that resulting in a baby right and so because of that knowledge everyone wants to be able to claim someone as their mother and claim someone as their father right and so if, if, if you think about it from that perspective and taking into consideration what i've said before that really what a mom and a dad do is that they take care of your material responsibilities and you're able to lay a claim to say i have a mother and this is who they are and i have a father and this is who they are right and then if you then bring it back to same-sex relationships then there is that question right to say if i have two dads then who's my mom or if i have two moms then who's my dad and i think you know we we, we we can be able to get to a place where we explain to children that in as much as biologically speaking, there is a man and a woman who have had to have had some sort of sexual interaction in order for it to result in a child. But we can explain to children that the people who are responsible for you and the people who are responsible to parent you are these two people, right? Who might both be men or who might both be women. And, 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 and I think we can be able to give children grace to understand that so that then in as much as they understand that there was a woman involved here or there was a man involved here, but they don't then develop a need to want to lay claim on a mother when they have two fathers or develop a need to lay claim on a father when they have two moms, right? And, and, and so I think that's sort of how we can get over that because really if you think about it if you think about for instance i was listening to um a podcast episode of the anim where Nkululego was speaking to Nkululego Nkosi and Nkululego Nkosi who had mentioned in the podcast that his dad was absent for much of his life and when he was speaking about that he was saying that you know he wanted to be able to call someone his father right because you, you, you know when he speaks about his growing up in the podcast, he speaks about growing up as a poor black child in South Africa, which is not obviously it's not like a like a new thing, or it's not like a um, a unique story. But his material needs were being met by his mother and his grandmother, right? Like in the sense that he was fed and he was clothed, but he wanted to be able to lay a claim to a man to say that that's my father, right? So, but had there been a situation in which when he was growing up he was told that let me not actually make an example of him but let me make like a general example if you have a child who as they grow up they're told that you have two moms right and there is no dad in this situation and that there are these other like male figures around you who are going to be involved in parenting you but you don't have a dad then there isn't that need for the child to want to lay claim on a man to say that this is my father right and i think that's probably how would be able to sort of like mediate 
alleviate or mitigate that whole situation. But basically, the point of this podcast was for me to say that let's not be hypo- let's not be hypocritical in our homophobia, right? Like if you're going to be homophobic and say that gay couples shouldn't have children, then say that with your chest. But don't try and like bring in this fake nuance and this fake texture of saying that well there needs to be feminine energy in the house or there needs to be masculine energy in the house or that like a child's emotional needs are not met because they don't have a mother because guess what they exist in the community okay and there are women in the community who most definitely will meet that child's emotional needs thank you so much for listening to this episode and i'll catch you in the next one bye